Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined over distance by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Are we doing this uh, by video? Is this going to be a video? I mean, we can look at each other on video. Video chat? A video <laughs> YouTube? Are we doing YouTube? Your face looks great. Thank you. So does yours. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I am in Florida. Jared Dad is in Maryland. En route to British Columbia, Canada. Correct. The squad misses you. My arms Van, miss you. Van oh. City. Van City is... Vancouver. Oh, did, does, did you just make that up now or does anybody actually say that? I have heard it said with various la- layers of sarcasm and and <laughs> irony and, and derision so i don't think it's a it's actually said seriously complimentary yeah okay uh the cocktail of the week this week is the sexy beast sexy beast sexy beast <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't super closely follow um I, when I run marathons, I wear a t-shirt that I had custom made. I actually have two, a long sleeve and a short sleeve that says sexy beast in like big block glitter letters. Um, and when I do that, everybody who is watching the race sees me coming and yells sexy beast (laughs) and they get really excited. And And it's it's code Ed. Dudes can yell it too. And women can yell it. It just works for everyone. Yep. Everybody, everybody, some people are like, they look at the shirt and they're like, I can't say that. And I'm like, you can though. It's okay. No, none of those words are bad. <laughs> I mean, it's um, not, right? There's nothing inappropriate. It's just like, it's a genius. When you came up with that, it was freaking genius. And it means for six hours, because that's how long it takes me to run a marathon, pretty much. People tell me I'm a sexy beast, which is real nice for my ego. It's great. It's, it's only good. Like it's, it's, only good. it's just such a good t-shirt slogan thing yeah so i love it sexy beast and a friend of the squad lauren messaged me this week and was like i'm at this bar and they have a drink a cocktail called the sexy beast and uh honestly it looks like i would hate it but (laughs) the name is really good so the sexy beast has vodka okay so far peach schnapps not my fave melon liqueur that's midori very much do not like is that green that's Mm -hmm. green like fluorescent green yeah uh, cranberry and orange juice, which are Dory makes Mountain Dew look see-through. Oh, tame. Yeah, it's it's in. We've got some here. We bought it to make something, and I was like, "Oh no, mm. this is very bad." <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it would be brightly colored. It would be kind of fluorescent colored. Cranberry and orange juice in the melon liqueur it would be like tennis ball colored, probably. Mm. It's worth a shot just for the color, and and that's a very um, March seventeenth drink. Then, if it's super green. In the American sense, yeah. And the oh, Americans yeah. like it's Saint it's Saint Patrick's Day, so then green things. Well, yeah, that's as deep as it gets here. Yeah. It, if it's Saint Patrick's Day, it's green. There is a whole thing. If you don't wear green, you get pinched. I never got pinched. Sure, I may have gotten pinched, or at least I was worried about getting pinched. I had to like resort to wearing like a green tie or something. <laughs> Maybe that's just somebody wanted to pinch you. It's possible. <laughs> Things are real complicated in high school. That, man, is that very, is the truth. Yeah, yeah. That was, you know, we didn't really understand consent, so there was probably mislabeled pinching. Yeah. But you were, were you all boys or were you co-ed? We were co-ed. We, oh, went okay. to co- we had a boys' school and a girls' school, and they merged the year before I got there. 
Oh, okay. Like one end, one end of the campus was Glen Oak, and the other end of campus was Gilmore Academy. And uh, the year I started there in eighth grade, they started having, you know, girls come to uh, some of our classes and the boys go to some of their classes. Interesting. It was very, it was very interesting. But I'm glad in, it was going. No. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, was it boys or girls pinching you? Uh, the pinching might have been before that. I don't know. It's okay. a, like the threat of pinching. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I don't remember actually being pinched. The threat was bad enough. It was bad. It's terrifying. What a terrifying <laughs> holiday. How am I supposed to know? So this poor German guy is like, people are wearing green. They're like, you're not wearing green. I'm like, I don't even know what, the, what you're talking about. What is this St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Nobody explained anything to me. The I'm worst experience that. I had was coming to an American school and trying to open the goddamn locker combination. Nobody this told is, me. This they is gave a me trauma. A freaking, a freaking sheet with like twenty eight, thirty two, four on it, and I'm and I'm like, what the hell is this? And they're like, it's your locker combination. They didn't. They had no idea that I had no idea what even a locker was. We don't yeah. have lockers in Germany. Like you, you just take the books you need for that. You have different classes every day and you just take the books you need from home and bring them back home. You'll have like class for four hours. Yeah. Uh, this this is a trauma that Jared Dad speaks about often, the locker combination trauma I felt of his bad. middle school years. I understand. Nobody I explained. It. Everyone laughed at me. I wouldn't have laughed at you. I would have been that person who was like, here's how you work it. Yes, because you're smart and you, you can think that you understand that people don't know things. That's why you're a professor. Especially you. Well, it's pretty obvious for me. <laughs> um, anyway, it, but oh, I wanted to say there's a movie yeah. called Sexy Beast in there somewhere too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ben Kingsley's in it. I don't know. I think it's like he's a mobster or something. I, I, I oh. never watched it, but it it looks real dour. Like We real need sad. to watch it. I mean, if I, I am Sexy Beast. I don't think it's a fun romp, but who knows? All right, we got to watch the trailer at least. Okay. All right. In other Sexy Beast news, um, I got a charity spot in the Berlin Marathon in the fall. So we're nice. going to Oktoberfest. Uh, well, you'll have to put a, a Das in front of your Sexy Beast. It has to be Das Sexy Beast. It'd be D Sexy Beast. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They can pick whatever article they want for me. It's I'm like fine. Nutella. There's a whole war about, is it Das Nutella, D Nutella? I think that's the options. Maybe some people call it der Nutella. Who knows? <laughs> it doesn't seem male. Nutella. That has nothing to do with it in German. Oh. The word girl is is neutral. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, if you're going to Oktoberfest, let us know. We'll be there. Yeah, you'll be wearing a dirndl. I, I may, if I have enough beer, wear a lederhosen. I, uh, yeah, that's right. You do have a pair of lederhosen. Yeah, they're I, nice. I have a couple dirndls. I sent one to Jen Coleslaw for a, a Halloween party that ended up not being a costume party, so I don't think she got to wear it. But I don't know that it fits me anymore. Dirndls are awesome. I'm going to get make a new one. Everyone look good. They're mm -hmm. weird combination of old fashioned and sexy. Yep, I'm excited. They're excited they're to get a new one. Quite underrated, or maybe appropriately rated piece of clothing. I just want you and go to see nobody else can see. That's Brody. Brody. He's got his face right in front of the computer because he's like, I asked you for second dinner before we started <laughs> and you did not give it to me. And now I'm going to be here 
In his defense, he probably thinks that Remy is getting second dinner when Remy's actually getting his first dinner. There's no defense. That's not a defense. He's just a, <laughs> he just he just anxious eats at night. Now now he's like I think I maybe need to go out. You don't. Okay. We let's move on cuz I'm going to have to tend to him eventually. <laughs> Fair enough. Um ready for administrative corner? I'm I would I love administrative corner. Uh the only thing I want to note we don't really have any items is that if you have not received your guaco pin and thing that you ordered or anything else you've ever ordered, please let me know. Yeah, we've gotten a few back where they supposedly couldn't find the address. I always wonder if they really made an effort to find the addressee. <laughs> um, so it's I will, possible. I will reach out to you if your thing did not make it. Uh, if it got returned to us, I'll send you an email. As they used to say in AT&T, reach out and touch someone. I don't know why that was their slogan, but it was their slogan. You ready for dog updates? I love short administrative corners. I'm 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 also excited for dog updates. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the elevator is not fixed. They didn't even come last week. No, they didn't even try. I called the day before and they said we don't have anyone on the calendar. We don't have you on the calendar. And I said, put us on the calendar. And he's like, no, next week maybe. Uh, so they're allegedly today's we're recording on tuesday they're allegedly coming on thursday ingo's gone for a week so i'm gonna have a lot of hopper carrying to do if they don't get the damn thing fixed it is almost worth like hiring some some someone to carry the dogs up and down <laughs> Just, like, i'm gonna get a live-in strong man yeah like a nurse's nurse assistant or something right a physical assistant uh because um, i gotta say yeah. i've been carrying these dogs brody and hopper Really? Yeah, Venk would be one arm. I could do that with one arm. <laughs> and it's fine, but man, they're heavy. And it's like, you know, this is aerobic. You guys try going up 30 stairs with an 80-pound <laughs> no weight, you know, like carrying two sacks of potatoes. It's uh, it's a workout. I probably am getting much stronger. I mean, I don't feel myself bulking so. up, but, you know, I think I have gains. Get Gains. Gains. So we will update everyone on Thursday about the elevator. Um, that's that. So the kind of dog update is that um, a few people had commented after last week that there is a new surgery that they're doing, which is total elbow replacement in dogs. So Vink has had a total hip replacement, which is just like the total hip replacements that people get. And they now apparently do total elbow replacements in dogs. So there's like a fake joint and they take out the old one. They put the bionic one in there. That's awesome. Um, it is not super widely done, but they do it at Ohio State University Vet School, which is where a friend of the squad, Zoe, Barb Nelson's dog, Matt's childhood, Matt Nelson's childhood dog. She had her elbow dysplasia fixed at Ohio State, I believe. Um, so they do the surgery there. I think it was actually an Ohio State vet who did Vink's uh, total hip replacement. He just came out to Maryland to do it. So we got our vet to put all of Vink's data in the referral portal. And then I guess some doctors at Ohio State review it to see if Hops is even a candidate. And then if she is, um, they talk to us and then we bring her in for an exam. And then like she could have the surgery as much as like the next day after that exam. Um, but who knows that will involve a road trip to Ohio state to your dad. I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Columbus Ohio in the spring. State's, we, it's about as far as, as our house in Maryland, maybe an hour further. It's 
Oh yeah, you and it go won't a different be 95 route, but... the whole way, which would be great. No, See it'll be a whole new states, yeah. not the stupid whole other interstate corridor that I usually go where I know like every exit at this point. Yeah. So that would be great if they could do that for her cuz then all that would resolve like her only health problem right now, which is this terrible arthritis. So I'm trying I am trying to be optimistic that she will be a candidate cuz it would be great. Yeah. Um in the meantime, her elbow like brace, orthopedic brace is being manufactured. And today they started manufacturing her front wheel cart. So we should be getting some devices here in the next week or two that hopefully will help a bit in the meantime. If she weren't so if she were Vink, it wouldn't be a problem. She is just so dramatic. Like she she will <laughs> dramatically faint if she doesn't completely like something. <laughs> she just throws I mean, herself, throws onto herself the ground. to the ground like a like a toddler with a tantrum <laughs> yep yep and it's every time i try to pick her up she goes no <laughs> rolls on her back which is a really awkward position to try to pick her up from it sure is she is uh i mean it comes from a good place which is her comfort but still <laughs> her desire for comfort so uh, updates coming when we get them on that and then ingo so We've been having a hard time keeping track of which dogs have which vaccines. Yeah, because we've and had many vets in even in the Keys. We have been, you know, through with two main vet veterinary practices, but we also had like hops up in Laurel a couple of years ago to get vaccinated, and we've we've had Remy, Remy vaccinated to, yeah. at a random vet, and we haven't always. Not every vet has every record, right? So we get yeah. we get these reminders. Um, yeah. So it's difficult. So, so I was like, we need to make a spreadsheet. And the spreadsheet that I pictured and did eventually make has just like the dog's names in rows and then the vaccination names in columns and then the date that they got the vaccinations in the cells. And Ingo's like, I'll, I'll get all the stuff and make a spreadsheet. And I was like, okay. So we like made a bunch of calls. We got all this stuff. And then Ingo's like, I'll send you the spreadsheet. And he sends me the most elaborate <laughs> spreadsheet. It's got a tab for each dog. Shading, shading. <laughs> Oh, there's like little icons. There's like room for notes and yep. like testing and vaccine dates yep. and due dates and oh, yeah. like weight. Veterinarians, and, I mean, home numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a full on medical record system yeah, that awesome. you created in Excel. Well, I borrowed it from Excel's templates, but still. <laughs> still. I was like, what is this? And so I just took all the data and I put it in my tiny little like five <laughs> by five table. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to work with this like tiny little table yeah. that fits in one corner yeah, of the spreadsheet. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. I love what you made. Mine, it's just, it's, it's too, too much good. work for me. It's too good. It's, yeah. It so, is. You're just it too, too good. good. What's your biggest, <laughs> what's your biggest weakness? Well, I guess I'm just too much of a perfectionist. Um, yeah. The, the, one of the things that we, that triggered this effort too, though, is we learned that one of, one of our vets who board, they board, dogs sometimes but now they require the canine influenza vaccine which we didn't yep. know was a thing may not have been a thing before but it certainly is a thing now and so now we have to get and it's two shots right over weeks yeah we didn't get it because usually it's just like does your dog go to boarding or day camp or whatever and the answer was no and so we didn't need it they were just at the house all the time but now that we wanted to board um canine influenza is like super dangerous so oh really yeah yeah they can die from it well that's bad yeah yeah so it's always been a requirement and we just haven't done it because we didn't board our dogs 
It's it's been optional. So like Old Town Pet Resort where we have boarded the dogs doesn't require it. Um, but it's it's been like eh, if your dog's like going to day camp and stuff a lot, you might want to consider this. And we were just like, yeah, they never go there. So it's fine. But now they require it. I think there's, you know, it goes through outbreaks, mm-hmm. you know, cycles. And it sounds like there is kind of an outbreak of it now and it's super dangerous. So, But unlike some of the other vaccines, you can't do it the day before boarding. You have to like mm-hmm. plan ahead weeks. Yep. So that's why we're getting all the dogs vaccinated with that. And while while we're doing that, we're catching everyone up on their shots. Yep. I mean, and some of the shots are, you know, do we really need a Lyme? vaccine for them down in the keys not really but it's better to have it than to not yeah um exactly i mean there's no no ticks down there for i guess there's not enough enough mammals yeah i don't know i'm not a scientist they go in salt water and the the ticks fall off anyway so (laughs) stupid ticks (laughs) ticks and mosquitoes you can have them I love nature, but those two things, eh. <laughs> Seems real. And viruses, you can also have those. They just seem very self-serving. <laughs> they don't actually help anyone else. I mean, I agree. They're just selfish. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, great. You want to go move on to ramblings? You got any other dog updates? Do we have any other dog updates? No. We, we keep thinking Remy's lymph nodes are big, and I guess they are, but I guess relatively they're not. This is when yes, we're struggling to con- reconcile what we feel with what the vet says. I think we talked about this when we did Remy's oncology update. Did we? Yeah. I'm we still, keep thinking they're big. And they I'm think. still struggling with it. Yeah. <laughs> Both Venk and Guac have now escaped again to the neighbors recently. Ah, uh, yes, they have. Just... Because it's just too tempting and they just know the way. It's very easy to just hop on over there. Vink, because she was bored. And Guac, because I think he was he was hoping he'd get some food. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's terrifying yeah, looking for leave. the dogs in the yard when they're not in the yard anymore. It's not good. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Jerks. Yeah. And they don't feel... They don't even... They're not even sorry. <laughs> no. Vink's like, I'm having a great adventure. This is great. Look, everyone's petting me. Ugh. And they're all like, Vink, we love Vink. It's Ugh. great when she comes over. And we're like, God damn it's it. terrible. <laughs> Stop. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, bless Vink's heart, but she's a ding dong. Yep. All right. So, they, yeah. Guac should have been on probation, but now he's acting like he's normal again. So, I just have to make sure the neighbor's not over there having a ham sandwich or something. I think they're leaving this week. So, that will make it less tempting. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready for ramblings? Yeah. Okay. Um, We were talking yesterday. So when we bought this house, there was a dirt patch that I think was like a little flower patch. Uh, Longtime followers of the squad will remember Jasmine. Yes, especially uh, Rolled in it at one point after swimming and looked like a coal miner just came out black. Yeah. Um, So anyway, at some point we, it was, you know, it was clearly like they had dug out a little square. It had like a little edge around it and put like potting soil or whatever in it. And so all, yes, quite deep. So they could grow stuff in it and all the dogs loved to roll in it and make mud and make a mess. So at some point we dug it out and, um, 
you know, filled it in with other stuff so the dogs wouldn't do that. And in the process, we found buried there the ashes of, I think, two cats of the former we owners. think they're cats. <laughs> two bags of cremains, yes. like grocery bags yes. of cremains um, that we hope belonged to cats and not humans. And <laughs> so we brought them in the house for a while because I'm like, we got to do something with these. Like, we can't just throw them in the trash. Right. Um, what are we going to do? And I mean, they were in here for like a year at least. You know, tucked away. We were pretty weird. But like in I was, grocery bags. I was pretty weirded out. I thought it was weird yeah. that there are biological remains <laughs> just buried <laughs> in the yard here. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And like every now and then I'd like go through the... They were in the cabinet like under the TV in our living room. <laughs> but you couldn't see. They were like in a bin. And occasionally I'd go in the bin for a light bulb. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, yes. Also, there are cremains in this bin. this dusty? Oh, Yeah. yeah. So we were just talking about like whatever happened to those. And I'm like 99% sure that <laughs> when we were planting the Eureka palms on that wall of the fence. Th so we have three sides of the yard that have Eureka palms and two of them were professionally planted and one we did incrementally by ourselves over a, a long amount of time. And I'm almost positive that in one of the holes I dug to plant those trees, I I eventually was like, you know what? I'm going to put those ashes in there. Uh, the more so. you've said that now, and the more I think about it, the more I think I remember that. We may have yeah. done a little ceremony or something too. Yeah. So I threw the plastic bags away because they, they don't need to be buried. And it's weird to like have the cremains of whatever the creature was in like just a grocery sack. It was like a Publix bag and it's not, that's not yeah. formal. That's not good. So it's, it's better just, to have them be part of the earth. Part of the earth. Yeah, which is what humans are doing now in some country, in like Germany, for example, you can do that. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. You can make yourself plant it, plant yourself in the forest. Plant All yourself. right, I got a story for you, Ingo. Excellent. Moving on. This is a, a story that I don't know if I found it myself or if someone sent it, but it sounds like it's going to be a big dramatic story from the headline. The headline is couple on Hawaii honeymoon says snorkeling tour group abandoned them in the ocean. Whoa. That sounds real bad. So that's, that's, that's movies. That's literally the thing of movies. Yes. They're out there snorkeling. And then then there's the subheading, which is Elizabeth Webster and her husband, Alexander Burkle, said they had to swim about half a mile to shore, according to the federal lawsuit. That's not very far. Half a mile? You guys, that's like a sprint triathlon distance. <laughs> like it's I when I go to the pool. A half a mile is like the minimum workout that I will do. Like, it's like saying somebody had to walk two miles, which like, it's not nothing, but it's like, it's not that far. <laughs> so it like presents itself as this like harrowing near death experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like, there you have a news story about people who had to swim half a mile? Like, that's it. Um, so they, show, they saw shore the whole time too. I mean, yes, they're just is, like out in the lagoon at eye level with the water. You can walk, you can see that far. Yes, you absolutely yeah. can. So it says a California couple honeymooning in Hawaii said a snorkeling tour group abandoned them in the ocean for more than an hour, ultimately forcing them to swim to shore. They they filed a lawsuit ah uh, um against this tour group. So they go into the water at ten fifty a.m. Oh, there's 44 passengers on this Too boat. Too big. They go into the water. The captain says, you got an hour. And then we're moving on to the next spot. 
So at around 11.50, a full hour later, they're like, I guess we're going to start heading back to the boat now. And now they were supposed to be back on the boat in an hour. Not that the boat should have left them, but they pushed it and made everybody wait for them like a bunch of jerks. And they're like, it took us 15 minutes of swimming. And then we weren't really making progress to the boat because the water was choppy. (laughs) And then they started swimming really hard towards the boat. And then eventually after half an hour, they're like, oh, the boat's going away. (laughs) The couple signals that they were in distress and called for help in the direction of the boat to no avail. And then the boat moved on to its next location. They tried to swim after the boat, but the water was getting deeper. So so let's just consider what that means. <laughs> they, oh, interesting. <laughs> How deep is the water? Like, if I'm out in the ocean, like the ocean ocean out there, do I know if the water is 20 feet deep under me versus 2,000 feet deep under me? And does it matter? I, I do not. I mean, I guess if I'm snorkeling... I can, I'm looking at fish and stuff. So I guess there's like corals and things. So I sort of know how deep it is. But you float on the top of the water. It doesn't really matter how deep it is unless you can walk, in which case it's not actually that scary because you could just stand up. <laughs> like, like the water getting deeper isn't actually scary because you're not following the bottom. You're staying on the top. Yeah. That's um, weird. That's like being in a plane and saying, Suddenly there was a valley underneath us and it was it was <laughs> <Yeah>. terrifying. <laughs> the plaintiffs realized the vessel had left them and was not coming back and they decided their only option for survival at that point was to return to shore. The plaintiffs were extremely fearful and nervous about this decision oh. because they were told not to swim to Lanai, which is the the beach, I guess, and that shallow reefs were in the area. Listen guys, we don't want you to swim to the beach because there are shallow reefs and you might cut yourself on a coral. The only way they thought they would survive <laughs> is if they made this half mile swim. So it was so shallow that they were warned not to do the swim. So they could have just stood up <laughs> and I don't know, they're going to die of like starvation just standing half a mile from the shore. Maybe? <sighs> it does, it's a clear, I mean, this is all from the lawsuit, right? So it's clearly like just, engineered the sound to make to dress up these kind of pedestrian facts as some dramatic thing they are suing for negligence and emotional distress wonder how much money they want well i don't don't think they they have real damages like what is it was it was hard it was a little bit scary emotional distress they're suing for emotional distress most states have a tort that is intentional infliction of emotional distress. If you're like mm-hmm, harassing mm-hmm. someone and making them stressed, yes, that could be a thing. But you can't just have negligent infliction of into- well, maybe Hawaii has it, but it just seems, you know, it just seems a little bit stretched. I mean, uh, look, it would suck if you're out on a snorkeling trip and the boat leaves. Like, well, I don't want to say that nothing bad happened to them, but this, like, it was a near-death experience. Uh, I mean, and, like, they were extremely scared they might die because they were half a mile from shore in shallow water. But but also, impressive. you know who's checking his watch frantically if the captain says an hour? Me. Like, I, I don't want to be oh, late yeah. because I figure the boat might leave without me. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> yep. entirely reasonable. <laughs> I mean, you know, they probably should have done a head count and been like 
42. Did we have, how many do we have before? 40, uh, who knows? <laughs> Somebody's like, they didn't count right. And like people were moving around. We didn't have to st- sit still for the count. Yeah, probably. They're probably just like, looks about right. Do we see anyone else in the water? It's fine. Let's move on. I mean, we're, we're half a mile from shore. It's fine. <laughs> no kidding. They'll be fine. They can walk up. Yeah. There. Um, all right. Are you ready for this week in biting? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not not a lot of biting news. Um, I mean, a lot of like dog biting news. Storm Lake woman arrested after allegedly hitting man with a pipe, comma biting. I think the hitting uh, with the pipe subsumed. Like, you're not going to remember the biting if you also get hit with the pipe. <laughs> yeah. Ow. <laughs> uh, this is not normally the thing of don't bite anyone unless they ask you to, but there was an alligator that bit some guy in Florida. He just like opened his front door and there was an alligator <laughs> in his front yard and it chomped his leg. I think that these are healthy stories too, because a lot of the TikToks or reels that I see with alligators are people treating them with a way lack of respect and getting way too close well, to them. So I think a little chompiness is not the is not bad remind people that yeah, alligators well, are this alligator died and go why they, they euthanized they used to euthanized uh, it it's too bad i think it's terrible but people they usually don't do that they usually just move the gators but uh woman accused of punching allegheny valley hospital guard biting second one ow no she punched him in the head punched the security guard in the head and bit another guard's arm let's let's end with Stop this one biting the human teeth aren't designed for that kind of biting stop it a new Kensington woman is accused of repeatedly punching an Allegheny Valley Hospital security guard in the head and biting another guard's arm when they tried to calm her after she became combative in the emergency room. I wonder if they told her to calm down because that always works. <laughs> you know what? You should never. Somebody tell tells me yet. that. I think I'm biting them, actually. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm stressed. And they go, have you tried calming down? Have I tried biting you in the face? The security guard told police Cox pulled a chunk of her hair from her scalp and punched her in the side of the head several times, breaking her prescription eyeglasses. Police said the other security guard had an oval-shaped bite mark on his forearm that broke the skin. At least they were already in the emergency room, so. Um, bleh. Don't bite anyone. All right, Ingo. Unless I ask you to. Uh, it's time for Taste of the Keys, and you're in charge of it this week. Well, Taste of the Keys was, we had a, um, the annual i think it's an annual conch blowing competition mm-hmm. and yep some guy won because he put some holes in a conch the, so he could play diff- slightly more notes and he played jimmy buffett's fins fins to the left of me fins to the right yep something something shark circling blah 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 sit down stand up fight 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 i don't think that's maybe that's what he played I, you know, Fins to the left. So I read about Fins this. To the right. and some couple won, and some couple had a dance saying along with it, and then someone won the conch blowing because she's just very loud. <laughs> and I read about it, and it sounded cool and quirky, and, and I was like, oh, this is great, you know, whimsical. And then I saw a video of it, and it's not, they're not that good. No, it's just a loud, buzzy note. <laughs> it's not noise. a good instrument, actually. It turns out it's just not very, yeah. Um, mellifluous. I mean, I take a harmonica <laughs> over over a conch, uh, after all. Uh, but there are people who are who are into blowing into it, and it was, but it was. It seemed, it was, it was less pleasant than I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> all the renditions needed a little help. Yeah. It just shows that it's a small community, and we reward people who who try. That's right. 
It's nice. This is not this is not New York where people are mean to people who try. We're <laughs> we're nice to people who try. So conch blowing. What's the there you go? What's the German word of the week? Um, it's called it's a specialized word. Ooh. Ausschlagen or schlägt aus, and it's it means to hit to, it out. Sort of, yeah, to beat out, to beat to punch out basically if you were like it's sort of evokes someone being in a paper bag and punching their way out or something oh. which is what you can't do but but um it refers to plants in the springtime when they grow new leaves and new and new branches oh. like it it just you say and there are there are puns about it right der baum schlägt aus which means he's hitting out which Sounds like he's punching someone, but he's actually just growing new branches. But it does evoke this this idea that there there's just this violent explosion or expansion of these of these bushes or plants and flowers. Yeah, yeah. Ausschlagen. Mm-hmm. Ausschlagen. I like it. Ausschlagen. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the biological term is in English, but what 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 trees do in the springtime. Yeah, that's what it is. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay, it's time for Ingo Corner. You got anything? I'm using Amazon less. This is my old man rant. I can do this because it, it's Ingo, Ingo Corner. Corner. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, they went away from Amazon. They they shut down Amazon Smile, which was justifying it for me. Yeah. And they used to deliver fast, relatively fast, even to the keys. And now it seems like all my Amazon orders take two weeks, and that's not special. I can order directly from places and get stuff too. So in that vein, I'm using them less. Do I still have a subscription? Yes, because, you know, it's not the Stone Age. Right. But but I don't feel like I, they, are, they deliver as much value as they did even two years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm using them less. Okay. Make of that what you will. <laughs> Indeed. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Um, next week, I think we'll be back together for podcast time. Yay! So, uh, until next time, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Just don't bite anyone unless they ask you to, yes. Bye! Bye! Bye!